What's up, what's up, what's up, gumbo listeners? Demetrius Malbro here, dropping another data protection gumbo episode for you today. And I have the pleasure of speaking with Sam Rogan, backup, DR, and ransomware prevention evangelist. And Sam has over 15 years of experience in business continuity and disaster recovery and has established himself as an expert on these technologies. So Gumbo listeners, Sam reveals some of the tactics that ransomware gangs use to infiltrate your backup environment, how to combat ransomware, and also how to quickly recover and regain control of your business afterwards. So let's get right into the episode. Sam, how are you today? I'm marvelous. Thank you for asking, Demetrius. Well, fantastic. Let's go ahead and jump right into the topic today. And primarily, we're going to speak about ransomware. So I guess the first question I have for you, in in what new ways have ransomware gangs been innovating their new tactics and exploiting IT vulnerabilities from your perspective? Again, very good question. Thank you, Demetrius. A lot of changes, a lot of innovations have happened um, for the last 12 to 24 months. And one of the biggest things that probably you are familiar with is extortion. So the ransomware gangs are not just encrypting the data and asking money for the decryption keys, but they started to copy the data and blackmail uh, victims to basically ask for money, otherwise we will publish your data. Uh, quite a number mm-hmm. of pieces of uh, of data were already published, and numerous of instances where victims chose to pay um, for in order for the data not to be publicly available. Uh, again, also as with any ransom, there is never a guarantee, of course, that when victims pay, the data will never right. leak again or they will not be asked to pay again. But this is one of the biggest trends that happened. Yeah, another big trend that uh, is happening is targeted attacks where ransomware criminals are identifying the target company, target businesses, analyzing their potential for ransom and increasing ransoms Instead of simply asking, say, for half a Bitcoin or 0.1 Bitcoins um, like they did before, now they know who they are attacking. And that's why, according to Sophos, average ransom payouts rose from $84,000 in last quarter of 2019 to $234,000, almost threefold in, in third quarter last year. So, so if if you get if you manage to have one person pay out that two hundred and thirty five thousand, then you can just retire, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and cities pay millions and upon millions. Sometimes this is an average among everyone. Right. So there were people paying millions. Yeah. Another big trend that is within the uh, ransomware industry is ransomware as as a service, like we have cloud service, software as a service. Now there is ransomware as a service. Very popular, very rampant. So basically there are ransomware criminals who do the attacks. These are not the same people who actually wrote the code. So 
Criminals who attack attackers, they pay royalties to the makers of ransomware. Mm. Really? And, yeah, and people can subscribe on Darknet to a service and get and pay fees mm-hmm. and uh, run their own quote-unquote business, shadow business, attacking victims. Um, many, many a times these criminals are not even IT savvy geeks. Mm-hmm. They very often are just criminals using social tactics and other means. Right, phishing. To attack the company. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess what are some of the, the biggest mistakes that you see businesses make when they fall victim to a ransomware attack? And why do you think they make these mistakes? Well, the biggest mistake, of course, is just let it go and, and think that they will pay. Uh, this is number one, right? Uh, that they will pay and they'll get their data back or their data will not be popped. Paying, first of all, mm-hmm. doesn't really pay off. Uh, about half of companies surveyed uh, by multiple companies have told that even after paying, they have not got their data back or their data was published. Another is uh, some ransomware variants. Um, They are so-called destructive or destroying the data. They say that they encrypt it, but they actually just garble it, basically destroy it. And even when the victim pays, there is no key, there is no decryption to come. So that's number one mistake. Paying a ransom, whether it's a ransomware or any other ransom, is always extremely risky proposition. There is absolutely no guarantee. The second mistake that I always want to emphasize is not being prepared. And of course, when the attack happened, it's probably too late. But when attack didn't happen yet, Companies, organizations must be prepared for every opportunity. They should be prepared and ready to repel an attack. Also need to be prepared that attack may still happen. And they should be able to recover. Now, have you also, I've heard something new that's happening that these ransomware games that they're now cold calling victims. So they're actually calling you on the phone and saying, hey, you know, we we have your data held hostage, we, we've encrypted it, and we won't restore it unless you pay us, and they actually call you on the phone. Have, have you heard that? Absolutely. Both uh, encryption and, ex- and exfiltration or extortion attacks. Yeah, I heard about cold calling. They, they call victims a couple of days before the deadline. And they threaten them saying, you will lose your data or um, we will publish your data unless you pay. Um, Interestingly enough, recently I heard about a few incidents when they started to call, not IT professionals, they started to call CEOs, right? Because of probably potential uh, higher chances of having a leverage to get paid. Another interesting trend which is, again, mind-boggling, but it's true, um, is uh, customer support hotlines. So when the data is encrypted and there is a message, we encrypted your data, you have so much time, you have to pay us, there is an actual phone number to call if they have issue with paying. (laughs) You said they have an issue with paying? (laughs) Right. 
Right, right. So, for example, right, the, the car doesn't go through or Bitcoins don't right, right. transfer or anything. They have a hotline. Wow. That is crazy. With the, with the, with the technical support. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've heard that one yet. But I, I do know that, that ransomware is, is beginning to blossom and bloom as a, as a full-fledged side business for you know criminals and like you mentioned earlier they are making it easier for people to uh, get involved that's the route you want to go from a criminal perspective then that's another angle now i guess my next question for you sam is i guess what why is now the time for the data protection industry to review its competencies and let's say combating the ransomware evolution that's happening to make sure that the data remains safe from, you know, destruction and publication. What, what, what do you have to say uh, from their perspective? Again, very good question. Um, well, here at ArcSurf, for the last three years, what we see is a significant shift, paradigm shift in the reasoning why customers uh, are asking us about our solutions and getting our solutions. Mm -hmm. About three years ago, you would have a normal split of we need to do it because we have corporate regulations, we need to do it because we want to be safe from disasters, and there was also ransomware then. Last year, we are talking about, depending on the region, from 80 to 90% of people who talk to us citing Ransomware is the number one reason they called. Wow. And with that, we, as in the data protection industry, are critical part of any ransomware defense, right? Um, the recovery process cannot be done by a cybersecurity solution. It can be only done by disaster recovery and data protection uh, solution backup is essential with that because data protection can recover data protection solutions became a primary target for ransomware ransomware many popular ransomware variants when they attack first thing they do they disable backups it is very crucial to keep monitoring it is very crucial to understand that protecting data protection becomes extremely important, right? Now, that for uh, encryption attacks, data protection is an enemy, okay? Because if ransomware encrypts your data, asks the key for the decryption, you can restore from your backup. So data protection infrastructure ex uh, against encryption attacks has to be secured. With a top notch, like like what is being used for most mission critical systems. For extortion attacks, it's even more crucial because if this uh, data protection infrastructure is not secure, data will be exfiltrated from the data protection infrastructure. So it is critical to realize, and many of our customers um, uh, do that it is critical to secure your data protection infrastructure in the same manner or even stronger and stricter manner 
as you would do for all the mission critical systems. So, so what, what advice would you give to, let's say, IT professionals who are working to protect data from ransomware and some of the other different cyber threats that are out there, uh, especially the ones that have emerged from the pandemic? What advice would you give them specifically? So I would give, well, three points I want to say. First, to extend what I was just saying, protect your backup and disaster recovery infrastructure like you would protect the most mission-critical systems in your organization, right? All this, like finance, reporting, tools, or anything like that. Um, It is critical. And data protection infrastructure can actually be protected even stronger because you don't need users to access it. You don't need anything else. It's very, it's much easier, but very often, unfortunately, gets overlooked. Second advice I would give to all the IT professionals, don't assume that anybody will protect your data for you. There is no tool or solution that automatically protects data, right? Not virtualization, not clusters, and definitely not the cloud, okay? Microsoft, Amazon, Google are very, very open in saying to you that they don't do backup of your data, that your data is yours, right? Yet, more than 90% of Office 365, Microsoft 365 users do not back it up. And and that is kind of mind-boggling. And with uh, Microsoft 365 being so... Um, popular, more than 75% in North America use Office 365, losing it to a ransomware or to an attack would be detrimental. The third advice I would uh, give is with COVID, with a proliferation of remote work, protect remote workers. Find the way to protect their infrastructure. While you will try to ask them to store everything in company services and use your OneDrive or Google Docs, uh, they don't. Um, According to multiple surveys, up to 80% of critical company data is located on hard drives inside laptops, right? That must be protected. And when you have so many people starting to work remotely. As an IT professional, you have to realize you just moved from a handful of data centers to hundreds, if your company has hundreds of remote employees. Right, right. right? And all those data centers, quote-unquote, have mm-hmm. to be protected like they are your primary one. Mm, you know, what? I, I never thought about each individual employee being their own little data center. And making sure that, that that their data is protected that that's a that's a a great perspective or a great way to actually look at it, especially now due to COVID and everyone working remotely. But you know, you you have extensive experience in 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 the business continuity and disaster recovery realm. You know how how have you as as an expert in this realm changed? I guess your own data protection routine to address the working from home environment, like. You just mentioned a little bit of it, but is there anything else that that you would recommend for a uh, gumbo listener out there who's charged with, you know, maybe protecting um, workers working remotely? Um, Absolutely. I did change my own routine. Mm -hmm. 
um, I have installed and using stronger cybersecurity. I'm actually using Sophos from our friends um, for my for my laptop and for my actually home PC because even my personal PC, right? Because uh, think about it, it's been the same network, mm -hmm. so uh, I have to protect all my devices. Another thing is I'm backing up, backing up to multiple locations uh, locally and in the cloud. Of course, I'm an expert. I have multiple tools to do that. There are simpler tools that can back up directly to the cloud without any additional storage devices on premises. Mm -hmm. So for an IT professional, for example, to roll out, I don't know, a hundred external drives or anything like that could be very difficult um, to organize. But there are solutions like what ArcServe has one that can back up directly to the cloud. No hardware on-site required. Uh, that may, can make it much easier. Everything can be managed remotely, yet remote workers can be backed up to the cloud. And if anything happens, the data is still there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I recently started making sure that I protect my data at home. And, you know, I, I do a couple backups every day now. I have a new SSD and I make sure I, I capture, especially all these lovely podcast episodes that I've been recording at home so you know my, my biggest fear is losing the ones that i've already recorded and having to reach back out to those individuals and say hey do you mind recording another episode with me um ransomware actually got it so <laughs> that would not be a great conversation to have true true <laughs> so uh, i i also want to ask you i guess for the the companies who will eventually move back into sort of a, a typical in-person work environment um, what security and data protection considerations uh, will, I guess, those folks need to be aware of from your perspective? What can you offer them as far as advice once they go back into the, let's say, data center? Yeah. So, again, a few points I wanted to mention. First, uh, for an IT professional, nobody will do it for you, right, Co principle. There is no built-in data protection in any tool application or system that doesn't require uh, separate setup, separate management. There is no area where the data of your company is that would be automatically protected from data loss. That's number one. Another one is to remember that there is no silver bullet. There is no single tool. Um, there is no one thing that will save you from ransomware, unless you go and live in a cave, right? Um, so review all your practices, all aspects. Review your cybersecurity, obviously, right? Make sure you have full and complete set of latest tools, all the newest technologies completely updated, um, antiviruses, uh, tracing tools, firewalls and things like this okay number one number two remember data protection backup of everything and every piece of data can that you can back up don't forget that the backup infrastructure also has to be secure it is one of the most critical when it comes to recovery tools alone by the way will not save you from ransomware Another thing is processes and operational procedures within the company, trainings, 
safety trainings, like we have sometimes operational safety training for machinery, same thing goes to Outlook. Um, employees need to be trained and retrained on cybersecurity, on what not to click and not what, what not to do. Um, there should be disaster recovery exercises. Ransomware attack is an attack, is a disaster. It has to be addressed in a prepared manner. So have a disaster recovery plan and test it via disaster recovery exercises, right? Um, and many other things like multi-factor uh, multi authentication, right? Those help to prevent um, from malicious actors accessing your network. And most importantly, the, the last is be ready for attack to happen. Uh, it's not a question of if. It's not like, oh, I did everything and it will never happen. Yeah. Unless you are in a cave, <laughs> you, you, you have to be ready that the ransomware attack will happen in your environment. I, I agree. And what about, I, I haven't heard you mention air gap. Is that also something that, that you recommend, or are you not, I guess, a, a, a fan of AirGap? Well, I am a fan of AirGap. It's one of the interesting technologies in data okay. protection. Um, the AirGap technologies, or virtual AirGap technologies, and there is a significant difference, allow mm -hmm. to store a copy of data in a disconnected manner where uh, there is no connectivity between production environment and a copy of the backup. Well, the only actual physical air gap that can be delivered is on removable media. I'm talking about tapes as well as optical media. Interestingly enough, about 10 to 15% of companies we serve it, depending on the region, still use tapes. And one of the reasons for the rise of tapes now, lately, in the last couple of years, is actually ransomware. Ah. Okay. It, okay, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Hmm. Okay, um, then there is a virtual air gap, right? What is virtual air gap? There are systems um, and locations where the data can be put to be stored and it cannot be modified afterwards. Well, well it technically you may not be able to, and can be checked whether it was modified or not, if it is still on spinning drives, including in the cloud, it can still be modified, but the probability of that can be significantly reduced. One of these, um, one of these uh, solutions or technologies is, for example, object lock in the cloud object storage, right? Where the copy of the data can be put there, and then the data will be locked. Mm -hmm. It's still a virtual lock. It's not an actual air gap. But it is quite strong in order to um, store copies of the data and at least have one more copy okay. that can be recovered. Great. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm not as deep in the air gap technology, and it makes sense from <laughs> the difference of the physical air gap versus the virtual air gap. And in my mind, it would be you know great if that was like an automated process at the virtual air gap. If you could hit a button or a switch or something's triggered, it automatically goes out and you know does all of the, the virtual air gapping for you uh, in, in case you know something actually happens. But I guess that would have to be done before someone breaches your network. So yeah. you know may, maybe that's not uh, 
I'm not thinking clearly on that. Well, part. with ransomware, the main thing is preparedness. When the attack happened and the organization or IT is not prepared, that's already too late. Um, what needs to be done is everything has to be done as much as possible before the attack happens. Preparedness is key. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, I'm, I am definitely a lot smarter now just based on this 20-plus this minute conversation about ransomware and some of the things that, that the cyber criminal, criminals are actually doing out there and you know, some of the statistics and facts about ransomware, etc. So uh, let, let's roll into the final gumbo question. Um, so the final gumbo question is, so in 2021 and beyond, what technology do you think will actually gain a front seat in the eyes of, of CIOs? And it, it doesn't have to necessarily be data protection driven, but what are you seeing that's going to, to take a front seat from a data protection or backup or storage or container, whatever perspective you think, what do you think you're going to see out there from, from that perspective? Well, I think from the uh, data protection technology or even IT technology, what will happen is a final shift, paradigm shift in uh, storage technology from spinning drives to SSDs. We already see that the uh, there are situations where spinning drives, enterprise, for example, great spinning drives and SSDs getting closer and closer in terms of cost of acquisition. And I think what one of the major shifts that will happen in the next 12 to 24 months is a shift to SSDs and Vimy SSDs and Flash as a whole uh, in in much stronger, complete way, right? That will drive much faster performance. And it, with it, it will uh, increase data capacities and data amounts processed because of the higher performance. AI, machine learning already operate with, the light, uh, with large amounts of data, and that is only going to increase. I think that would be one of the biggest underlying core factors changing the technology and also driving a significant drive of upgrade in IT infrastructures. When this happens, it is crucial that ransomware is one of the very important points of considerations when the new infrastructures are being built. Uh, they will not be just in the cloud. They will be on-premises. We still see significant drive. The data on-premises is not letting up. Um, it's still about half, more than half of data is located on-premises. And that hybrid world is not going away. So that, that change, I think, will happen. And again, that also will drive change in data protection infrastructure because of the increasing, uh, significantly increasing demands for performance of the data. Okay, well, excellent, fantastic. Sam, I, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to appear on Data Protection Gumbo. Is there any way uh, via social media you would like uh, for maybe the Gumbo listeners to reach out to you, maybe like on LinkedIn or Twitter? LinkedIn is perfect. LinkedIn is perfect? Yeah. Okay, all right, well... Um, Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. You can reach out to to Sam on LinkedIn. So you so no Twitter, right? You, you're not a tweeter. Uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> I, we 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 do so much. Uh, I do have Twitter, but it's kind of a little bit neglected by me. I prefer like LinkedIn. Um, it's a little bit more um, okay. user friendly. Let's put it that way. I can put my materials and longer articles there. So that's why LinkedIn is my yeah, preference. And and are are you also part of my uh, LinkedIn group, Backup and Recovery Professional? Ah, uh, yes, I am. You are okay. Awesome. I love to hear that. Then, okay. Well, Sam, thank you for coming on the gumbo, and you have a fantastic. Day. Thank you, Dimitris. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search backup and recovery professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.